Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 295 of Sack King's Therapy. We the King season is over. They have lost this series to the Golden State Warriors in game seven in Golden One Center, 120 to or 100 to 120. Uh the Kings, they played a tough game, but unfortunately, it just was not to be. Uh, let's get into it. Fong is here with me. Hello. Yes. Uh, honestly, I don't, I, w- I want to say emotional feelings. I'm not feeling that emotional right now just because we'll, we'll get, we'll get into that later, actually. But uh, first thoughts. Mm, I want to say we played. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would say we played our hardest that we could it's just you know shots weren't going down and other than that i mean there's one other thing that kind of uh you mentioned like while we were watching that kind of took the warriors uh like i mean having the warriors take this game and we'll go over that in a second but i'd say i mean uh, it is what it is i mean this is just the first of many situations and you know excited for the future for this team yeah it it is but you know like it doesn't take away from this you know incredible season the beam team season you Mm -hmm. know like there were there were books there were uh betting books that's had us winning 32 games okay and you know we of course you know very much went over that and, you know, losing a game seven to the Warriors, you know, the defending champions, it's it's nothing to actually be disappointed at. Like, it's been an incredible season. The Warriors literally had to throw everything at us. And, you know, w- I, like, we can take this loss. Like, the Kings tried. The, some shots didn't go down. Some guys didn't play as well as they could. And it is what it is. It happens. But, like, I am, I am not, I'm not sad about uh, the Kings losing this game. Well, oh, yeah. I, I am, but I'm not like, you know, <clears throat> throw the kitchen sink, you know, like blow up this team. So bonus isn't the right guy. Fox isn't the right guy. I'm not I'm not there at all. Like, I'm just this was an incredible feeling, an incredible series. And it's too it's just it's too bad the Kings didn't win. But I'm OK with that because I think we got we got a bright. We got a pretty, pretty good future ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. All right. Let's talk about the game. Uh, so the in the first half, it was a very, very competitive game. So, like, just to see, it, it was basically completely even. The Kings shot 42% from the field, 36 from three. They had 28 rebounds and seven offensive, uh, 14 assists and four turnovers. Uh, their only issue was like not hitting free throws. But you know, this is the this is the stat you really want to listen to. The Warriors were 42% from the field, 36% from three. Now, if you listen, that, that's basically the exact same number that the King was, Kings were shooting. 22 rebounds, only two offensive. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that stat right there. 14 assists, five turnovers, and uh, 10 for 12 from the line. Two of them coming from Steph Curry. Very, very even game. It was, it was what a game seven was. Like, you know, it was rough. It was gritty. And the first, the first team to try and break out of that rut like and just put a little bit of a run probably wins the game that was the warriors unfortunately because in the third quarter 
The Kings just could not secure a rebound. Looney, the legend of Kavon Looney. We'll talk about Steph Curry. But the second best player this series was just was Kavon Looney. There's no doubt there. You can even, you can honestly, if you want to go crazy, you can talk about how the Loon Dog was the was the best player, was the game changer for, for the Warriors because he got just about every single rebound, it felt like. I, I don't have the number of how many he grabbed. So the, the Warriors had 13 offensive rebounds in the third quarter. It felt like Looney had 20. <sighs> yeah, just in that quarter, right? <laughs> because it just it, in that quarter. Because it really did feel that way. I mean, twenty-one total rebounds, ten offensive, eleven defensive. I mean, every single. Well, let me check the second chance points. Second I mean, chance point that we actually taught. We're actually not that far off. It's not far it's, off, but, but that but that is a misleading stat because so many of those second chance point that second chance points became like you know a, another possession into a three i don't know if they count that or not but oh boy it the loon dog like sabonis very much has been thoroughly outplayed this series and in the third quarter specifically sabonis could not keep looney off the boards and like you can blame so like a lot of people are blaming Sabonis for this, but at the same time, the team needs to just gang rebound. Like they need th- two, three guys just out just boxing just Looney because man, Looney was just so good in that third quarter. Yeah, he was literally no joke, probably at the right place at the right time. And even if he wasn't uh, going against Sabonis for the rebound, he he just out rebounded Sabonis whatever he can which is crazy to me because it felt like Sabonis always had the upper hand but for some reason Looney just got better hands I mean Looney's the best offensive rebounder in the league and it showed Sabonis tried to like box him out but unfortunately it just didn't work like Looney would just either reach around him and like a lot of these rebounds went long and there, there is a lot of just him being in the right place at the right time, but there's an art to what he does. The ability to just, you know, s- snatch that rebound out of the air. If it remotely bounces, like, anywhere near him, he is getting that rebound. It, there is an art form to what he does. And I don't know, I, I don't know how he does it. it it's, it's, there's a science. that That's the word I'm looking for. It, it's just something that, he knows something that we don't about how to grab rebounds. And he absolutely destroyed Sabonis in that third quarter. And just Sabonis couldn't, I don't think he grabbed a single rebound that entire quarter. Mm, it felt that way. He probably did, to be honest. But I mean, it, I mean, just looking at how Looney does all the rebounds, it's, it's just crazy to see. The only saving grace in that third quarter was that the Warriors were, let me, I have the stat here. They were. Six for 15 on free throws. Now, the, normally that's a really good thing. They missed nine free throws. Unfortunately, a lot of those free throws led to more rebounds. And then, yeah, it became just a terrible storm. The Kings were able to kind of weather, like, weather the storm a little bit towards the end. It was a five. Po- it was a six-point game. But TD fouls Clay on a four-point play, and that was basically where, where the game ended in a way because the Kings had some momentum. After a crazy Malik Monk putback, like just running to the rim and 
you know, getting the ball in the air and finishing with the left hand on a putback. It was an incredible putback. Kings had some momentum, but TD just a terrible play to foul Clay on it on an, on a four point play. That basically, like, that was the beginning of the end, basically. Pretty much, and it carried on to that fourth quarter in a way where, yeah, just couldn't get anything going really. And yeah, in the fourth quarter, the Kings opened with two offensive rebounds to Looney. Looney's just amazing. And then Steph, like I say Steph went on a rampage. There, It was around eight minutes to go. The The Warriors had four points in the quarter. The Kings had zero. And, mm. But like it felt like it felt like Steph was just destroying the Kings, which he would ultimately do. Um, but it was just it was just a slog fest. And the Kings, that was kind of when the Kings they they melted down. They couldn't hit shots. And one barometer that I've kind of found found of like just how the Kings' offense is going is looking at De'Aaron Fox's uh, three point attempts. He ended up with ten, and he just they just started jacking threes, and they weren't going down. Yeah, sadly, I mean, can't have the result in that way since the league kept on growing and growing. And as much as I don't like De'Aaron Fox shooting 10 attempts from free, I just feel like we could have done something else. Again, it's it's like we changed up our plan for game six, but if it's always towards the end where it feels like we need to find something to get us going, but we just couldn't get it going. Yeah, like when the threes just aren't hitting, like, you know, the, the defense compresses a little bit. But I just thought, you know, the Kings, they settled for too many threes. Well, granted, they were they were down. They needed those threes. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's a, unfortunately been just a the story of the series. They just can't hit threes other than game six. Like they have around like 10, 12 makes. But like so many of them just wide open and they're just not going down. I was texting a coworker like what when I was watching the game and he was like saying, "Why don't the Kings just go small ball?" I mean, if you go small ball, like I don't know, like that that's not the issue. Like like he was kind of complaining about Sabonis like clogging up the lane. That wasn't the issue. It was Kevin Herter missing shots. It was Malik Monk missing shots. It was other guys just not being able to hit threes and not spacing the floor it's just it, like that was just the story of the series some guys just went cold and they never kind of got back on track unfortunately yeah pretty much i i kind of want to remember if we tried playing small ball in the third or fourth i forget which quarter but it yeah like you said it worked out in some ways but during that time that was when curry just went off and us just not making anything out of that and that transitions well let let's talk about the best like the best player on the warriors like if you look at the box score he's the only guy that actually really scored well for the uh warriors dropping a 50 burger the greatest uh game seven performance the highest scoring uh game seven performance of all time 50 points seven of 18 from three 20 of 38 from three apparently the most attempts he's ever had he was dominant like he just kept he's just like especially in that fourth quarter he just got to whatever spot he wanted the kings did their best like to just try and limit him 
but he just got whatever he wanted. The, everyone else was just looking for him. He's doing his usual relocation stuff. But the main thing with him is he kept he kept getting to a spot in the two-point range. Like he had some mid-rangers, he had some ridiculous floaters, he had some incredible scoop shot, like George Gervin style like finishes. And yeah, it, it was it's a it was a masterpiece from him. Yeah, definitely the only guy in the Warriors where the Kings can't really do much about him. <laughs> like, really, it, he, he, I mean, he dropped 50. It's up to the rest of the team to uh, stop the other guys, which, I mean, we did really well, in my opinion, besides the, you know, rebounding uh, uh, area. But, yeah, it's just, man, Steph is just crazy unstoppable against uh, these type of teams. Yeah, I, the, he's one of the greatest of all time. There's just no doubt. Like, is there a conversation for him being the best point guard of all time? Sure. Why not at this point? Like he is, he is the unstoppable force. Like a lot of people like talk about like, Oh, KD, you can't contest a shot. Like you can't stop him on offense. Brooklyn or the, or Boston Celtics found a way last year, but they mm-hmm. couldn't stop But they couldn't stop Steph Curry. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So just an amazing performance from Steph Curry. Like, just the Kings tried to take him away, but there's just no way to take him away. And again, drops 50. They absolutely destroyed the Kings. Um, every Everyone else kind of like, you know, as, as I mentioned, not pretty much no one else really scored that well. Like Clay Thompson, 16 points, did get to the line eight times, but like four of 19. Although I will say all, the shots that he hit were huge. Again, that four point play at the end of the third quarter uh, by TD just you know like it's it's he he hit some timely shots and they need the you know Steph needed him this game and yeah. you know also the idea that Mike Brown didn't play Davion Mitchell that much this game only eight minutes and it was only to guard Jordan Poole for some reason mm-hmm. like playing Terrence Davis and said I get it like Terrence Davis provides the spacing but I thought Davion should have got a better look this game, like just try and wear him out during the game. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Again, Steph will find a way. Like I, I just thought like TD started to really hurt the Kings like in the second half. Yeah, we kind of made the same game plan as pro, uh, Game Six in a way where, <clears throat> I mean, TD got going. That's for sure in Game Six. It just didn't happen to be so in Game Seven. I mean, I thought he was better offensively this game. I just thought defensively, like he couldn't keep Steph in front and just again made that horrible four point play. Like, mm-hmm. just he started making some boneheaded mistakes. And yeah, you know, def- this is revisionist history, of course, but like, I just wish we saw Davion Mitchell more. Yeah, definitely on the defensive end this game, I felt like it was a toned down, but uh. Yeah, I forgot to mention, uh, Clay didn't start out that well this game as well. I, I believe he started... He didn't end well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't you he know? start like 1 for 10 this game? 1 for 10. and Ended 4 for 19. So, you know, 3 of 10, which still wasn't good. But again, timely shots. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about those timely shots. Um, let's Go over to the Kings. Like, Sabonis... He actually had a really good game in the first half. Like, he was starting to look like himself. He was finishing over Draymond. He was, you know, getting getting on the short roll and dunking the ball. He was looking good. It it just fell apart in that second half when he had to just, when he just could not box out Looney. And, you know, Looney just has done a great job of guarding him. And he kind of just, you know, 
again, a lot of it is just like his teammates not hitting shots. It's not all on him, but he really struggled to impose his will in the second half. And credit to the credit to the legend of Looney. Just being able to guard Sabonis so well. Like I had said, like, I don't know if like it, it, I don't know if Sabonis struggles as much. Like, had had the Kings won this game, I don't know if Sabonis struggles as much with AD. Th- theoretically, he would. But like I don't think he's as like stocky as Looney, like just a, just a, a brick wall down low. Like Sabonis tried to like bully him in the fourth, and there was one play where he was on the roll with all the momentum, and he could not move Looney. So mm-hmm. like Looney just guarded Sabonis so well in this series, and yeah, he just I mean he I mean it's actually kind of how he plays. Like he doesn't really play well in the second half most of the time, but he really got outplayed by Looney here. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Um, it, Barnes, just another kind of weird nothing burger game to four points. Only played fourteen minutes. Like Mike Brown went away from him to give a uh, to give Terrence Davis and Trey Lyles more minutes, and I, I don't know what to say about it. Like he wasn't bad, I don't think, when he was out there. But like the, Mike Brown seems to just have decided to go with someone else. Um, it's just kind of a nothing burger. Um, do you think this is his last game as a Sacramento King? I know. I was about to mention that he's <laughs> he might uh I don't know. I I feel like it, it uh, I don't know. It's tough to say, to be honest. I mean, it's hard, and you've mentioned this in a lot of uh previous previous episodes. It's hard to find a guy like Harrison Barnes to be part of your team. And I mean, maybe we'll find a replacement, but I mean, it's tough. And I would definitely would love to have Harrison Barnes back, but I don't know. It's it feels kind of weird not seeing him play this much uh, throughout this series. Yeah, like if you told me like Harrison's minutes would disappear, I'd be shocked because he's definitely one of those coaches' favorite type guys. You know, just a solid veteran who can knock down some shots every now and then. But Mike Brown just decided to go away from him. I think he comes back on like a, say, a 12 to 15 million per year type contract. That's what that would be my prediction. Mm -hmm. But I think the Kings need to upgrade, need an upgrade on him. And like the, the ideal like role for him would be like to come off the bench, honestly, Mm. to me. Um, get him more shots. Um, get him, get him kind of like in that high post. Um, that that he likes to operate in sometimes. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know like what that upgrade would be. Like the thing, the thing that's tricky about Harrison Barnes finding an upgrade, like a specifically an upgrade for him, is actually really tough. Like it's hard to name a guy that's really um, obtainable, like for you know a de- a decent price. Like Harrison Barnes is probably the best you can do. And realistically, but we'll have to see. But I think his ideal role would be to kind of like let Keegan Murray take over the three position, like find a four in the offseason, and then just have uh Harrison be the backup three. Yeah, I could definitely see that way. It's just I don't know. I, I feel like Harrison will be down for that. In terms of price, I mean we'll 15 see. 15 million is quite is quite a reach for a bench player. Yeah, it it really is. Um, so I don't know. I I feel like maybe another team could pick him, swoop him up for a little more. But 
yeah, we'll just have to see. Uh, Egan Murray, I thought was pretty good overall this game. Um, didn't hit a three, which was surprising. I thought, I swear to God, I thought he hit one, but it's great to see him be able to adjust in the middle of the series and just kind of find his little niche, find his spots and find a way to contribute. Like credit to him for being able to figure that out. Credit to Mike Brown for believing in him. The future is bright for him. And I, you know, like, we'll see what, what happens with him next year. Like, you know, he already like has shown he has great feel, great shooting touch and just, you know, as soon as long as long as he can add a, a decent handle, he's gonna be a really, really good player once he does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those folders were looking nice this game, and I mean, I'm I'm hoping to see a big step up from him definitely for next season. And to be honest, I I don't want to rush it in a way, but I mean, we're definitely gonna need uh, Keegan Murray uh, to help us in the next season. Um, De'Aaron Fox, I thought had a, just not a great game by any means. Like mm-hmm. he turned the ball over quite a bit, five for 19. He couldn't find his uh, shooting stroke early, although he did have some moments of like, look, looking like he's about to take over, but it looks, I don't, look, I don't, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if you consider it an excuse, but it just looked to me like that finger was really starting to bother him because the turnovers that he had just, it just felt like a lot of times, especially in the second half, when he tried to go to the rim. It, he would just he would just lose the ball or just get it knocked away. Like it mm-hmm. just something something was off and he just didn't have it. Like you know, if they talked about like the perennial clutch player of the year. He just didn't look like he had he had anything left for the fourth. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion, cat he kind of rushed uh, quite a few shots. Um, definitely, in my opinion, like I said, uncalled for threes that probably shouldn't have happened, but definitely were needed sadly just because of the situation we were in but i mean i feel like yeah if he's a hundred percent he's definitely going to be taking over that fourth yeah and we'll we'll see like he has shown himself to be a star and again i think this series even though they lost i think it's earned them like you know more national attention it's earned them a few national games it might even earn them a christmas game like Christmas or I don't think opening night, opening night's a bit of a reach, <laughs> but like, you know, it's the De'Aaron Fox has arrived, been a great playoff series, great playoff debut for him. He has shown that he, he can be the guy mm-hmm. and, you know, like we'll, we'll see what happens next year. It, it's been, you know, it's great to see him turn around his career. Like it was looking really shaky last year. Like, you know, it just looked like he he wasn't going to be the guy, and the Kings had made a made a mistake by uh, trading trading for Hallib or trading Halliburton. But I but he he's he's got he's got the dog in him, and you know, it will the 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 sky's the limit for him. I'll just say that he he's got he's got some intangibles that you can't teach. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely still a young team, lots of room for growth for everyone here on this team. And yeah, pretty much just looking forward to this future. Kevin Herter, just another rough game from him. Uh, one for six. He did open by hitting a three, but didn't hit another three for the rest of the game. Just, uh, just a bad shooting performance by him this series. Unfortunately, just re, just going cold at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, lots of his shots were you know just taken away just because you know we couldn't see that Sabonis connection because of you know how the warriors played their defense well against us but 
Other than that, yeah, I'm I'm hoping a really good bounce back for him uh, next season because he like we need him <laughs> uh, more than uh what you want to call it. However, x amount of minutes that he's been missing out, uh, you know, closing in the fourth. Credit to him for grabbing nine rebounds, though he was yeah. aggressive grabbing rebounds this game. Mm-hmm. Just we just need, unfortunately, just needed more shooting from him. Like he got some wide open looks that he just could not hit. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just been a rough series for him. Yeah, uh, Trey Lyles, I thought overall was really good. Um, just you know, it, it's a it, he he did he did some good things. The um, the Kings didn't go to like that small ball lineup as much. But like they basically counter by just putting Draymond out there, um, whenever they did, whenever they try to do that, and it, it like that the bench was actually really good for stretches. But again, that second that second half, that third quarter meltdown on the on the rebounding end just killed the Kings, and they just could not find that spark. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrence Davis, agent of chaos, he he started out really good on offense, but as the as the game went on, like it, his effect just slowly waned. I just didn't feel like he was effective afterwards. And again, I just this is where I just wish they played Davion Mitchell more because he just could, he could not guard Steph. He just couldn't. Yeah, and like we said, a lot of uncalled for fouls that probably shouldn't have happened, but it just did. It just felt like that his defense wasn't. Um, hundred percent white last game. Uh Malik just could not find the magic this game. Four for fourteen mm-hmm. for fourteen points. He was good in stretches, but again, just settling for threes and just unfortunately not being able to really, you know, impact the game as much as he he did, like in game six. They they needed that and it just wasn't there. Um ultimately, like it, it is what it is. I don't I, I'm not disappointed. Well, I am disappointed, but I'm not. I'm not like just completely beating, beating myself over the head with this. Um, just you know, some you know, it is a game seven. It's a totally different animal, and some some people say like the more experienced team won. Sure, I get like they had an all time performance from Steph Curry, and it, they needed every bit of it. They had an all time performance from Kavon Looney, and they needed every bit of it. We took we took the Warriors' best punch, and it took it took it took their best in order to beat us. And again, ultimately, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and not many teams can say that they almost beat the former champions of last year because it was close. It's, it was Game Seven, and we got this far. Which I mean, still surprised that we could uh, we were able to almost. Uh, you know, get this series win, but I mean, it's just a little smidge too far, I guess. It based like to see the kind of the happiness on Steph's face when they like they they did in Game Five too, like how hyped they were to win to win in Golden One Center. It's very reminiscent of like him winning in Boston, like just that relief, you know, that they had they they have been able to conquer this obstacle in a dynasty run that has run for basically since 2015 like to, i guess i guess it does mean a lot when like they take the, they took this series as seriously as they did and like it took everything they had to beat the kings and you know to, to breathe that sign of relief that they weren't got by this young upstart team <laughs> oh yeah so it it really does it really does mean a lot like just the guy that has been through that much 
uh, you know, like essentially earning the respect of one Steph Curry. Like, you know, this is probably the the third hardest series they played since, you know, the in the last in the last two years. It was the the Boston series, probably the Memphis series. Although you could debate of whether this series was tougher than the one that they had against Memphis last year. But like it's up there. Now, granted, like it's not up there with like the Cavs, the Thunder, the Rockets. Those guys were like on the verge of beating them. Like, you know, I think like we we put the scare into the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, the Dynasty Warriors. It's too bad that we couldn't end the dynasty right here. Yeah. But we pushed them to the very brink. Yeah, just not quite yet i guess and you know i mean this dynasty is going to continue and hopefully next year if you know we somehow face them again that it'll be a different story maybe i want to face at this point i want to face the lakers man i i know it'd be a crazy matchup if we uh you know somehow won this series went on to play the lakers in the semifinals oh man I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I, look, I don't know if they. I think they can beat the. I think they can beat the Lakers. I like you know one of the benefits of this. I want to see Phoenix versus the Warriors. I want to see. I guess the KD stands to kind of finally acknowledge Steph in a way, because like a lot of because you know there there are there is like a subset of like fans, Warriors fans too, where like oh KD won them to the those two other titles. Actually, not really, because Katie hasn't won shit since then. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. And well, like that—that's unfair. Like he was a—he was like a toe away from beating the Milwaukee Bucks, and Lord knows, Lord knows that story. Um, but you know, a lot of people say like, "Oh, KD carried you to two more titles," and like was the best player on that team. I'm sorry. I'm why I, I just saw I just saw God like in this game. Like the best player in the league is Steph Curry. And you know, it's just like I want to see that matchup just for the drama, just for the storyline, and the definitive winner of that Warriors dynasty, if you will. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many more years Steph Curry has been in because I mean he's 35, which is crazy to think of especially for his age doing this kind of stuff still i mean like at this point like you have to put him up there with you know like i guess kareem would be like the fourth guy but like you got to put him up there with lebron and mj at this point you know mj i think won his last title when he was 35 lebron is still like well granted he's not really a contender this year but like he's been arguably still a top five player for up up until now like it's it's really MJ, Steph, or MJ, LeBron, and Steph at this point for me. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the just an incredible performance. The king the Kings took everything they took everything they had, and it just wasn't enough in the end. But it did take just about everything the Warriors had to offer. <laughs> All right, uh, let's end it like this, or the final um, part of the podcast. Uh, quick shout out to the uh, celebrities that were at the game. So Harry Giles, uh, former Kings player, was at was in the front row of this game. Um, so was Kyrie Irving, which 
that's just really, really random. He was at the Laker game, I believe, yesterday. Or was was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. And now he's here for some reason. Yeah, pretty interesting. And I, I had to I had to search it up to see if he's doing anything in terms of the NBA, but he just got waived by the Agua Caliente Clippers, the G League. Um Oh after, Harry. I was like, oh, yeah, Kyrie waved. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to jump uh, away too much, but uh, yeah, he suffered a season-ending injury. Hopefully, he is okay. Like he was great when he was here. I I was actually really looking forward to him playing, um, and like growing with this group. But things just didn't work out, unfortunately. But really good to see. Like he still loves Sack. Sack still stacks. Sack still loves him. So that it's good to see that relationship is actually in good in good in a good shape. Oh yeah! For some reason, every time I think of Harry, I always think of that one tweet before his pre-draft. Yeah, I mean, it, look, he was 15 when he when he tweeted that. As Jason Jones says, it, it is what it is. You know, like I mean, Lord knows, like we say, like 21 year olds, like hell, hell, 28 year olds, like they do dumb shit. You know, 50 years old, they just say some dumb shit. Oh yeah, and during those times, I mean, Sack was barely getting anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, and again, like, you know, you're 15 years old. And let's not forget, like, let's not pretend like when you were 15 years old, you didn't say some really hurtful, dumb shit again. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, Harry Giles was here. Hassan Minaj, he's actually been uh, at a lot of Kings games, which was, which was really cool to see him here at Game 7. We actually have a have a, have a a former friend. Well, uh, former friend's a bit... I think that's a bit me, like a, a acquaintance we used to know. Uh, he was at Game Seven, so that was actually really cool. He was a, he was on uh, the first floor too, which that's pretty awesome. Mm. Um, um, so Eric Armstead, I believe that is 49ers, right? Yes, or well, yes. Uh, uh, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan were also at the game, and of course your usual Paja Stoyakovic. Andre Storyakovic and Brad Miller were all at the game. There were probably more that I missed, but th- those were some of the notable ones that I caught. Hmm. I see. Yeah, I mean, it's a good uh, cast and crew. Um, sadly, when I hopped on to the sh- uh, watch the game, I didn't get to see any of them besides Brad Miller and Harry Giles holding up the fourth quarter sign for um, getting up on your feet. Okay. All right. Let's transition to the to the topic at hand. So, what of the future for uh, the Kings this off season? So, uh, Trey Lyles is a free agent. TD is a free agent. The aforementioned Harrison Barnes is a free agent. Alex Len is a free agent. There might be another guy I'm missing, but basically, just real quick rapid fire. What what would you do with those four players? Harrison Barnes. I feel like we need to try getting back. That's for sure. Um, between TD and Trey, I most likely prefer Trey Lyles and hopefully in a, a decent contract to get him back on because I feel like he'll be asking just a smidge more than what he is uh, asking for now. TD, it's it's one of those players. TD is a tough one yeah, for me I know. Too. It's like I want him back, but most likely not for the price he's going to be asking for which to be honest i don't know his going rate uh you know coming out this season 
what would you think Trey Lyles' price is? Just give me a number. Per year, that is. I'm hoping between 8 to 12, maybe 10. I've heard James Ham said, like, he's lucky to get around 5 to 8, but I don't know about after this series. Like, he he might be closer to your 8 to 12 that you're yeah. mentioning. Like, for another two-year contract, like, you know, two-year, 60 million. I'm okay with that. Um, Terrence Davis is a tricky one. Like, what, what would you... What would you be willing to pay for him? Again, per year. Per year. It's got to be five, in my opinion. That's probably a good price for both sides, in my opinion. Yeah, that actually wouldn't be terrible. Like, honestly, if you just bring him back on another two-year, $8 million contract, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I honestly think whoever the Kings draft will probably replace him. Yeah, I could see that. Um, in terms of uh, Alex uh, Len is a, uh, I don't know. Like if he's back, he's back. But I, I want that spot to go to Kato. Like credit yeah. to Len for playing as well as he did when he got to play. Credit to him for staying professional for you know long stretches in which he wasn't playing. But I don't know, man. Like I wouldn't hate it if they brought him back, but I don't think they'll bring him back. Sadly, I don't think we're gonna bring him back. To be honest, I mean, we we still even have Rashawn, which I have no idea what we're gonna do with him. He's kind of in that kind of limbo as well. But um, yeah, in terms of replacements, I mean, definitely need a forward. <laughs> I feel a forward or a big man. No, I don't think we need a big man, but definitely a forward. I th- I would prefer like. I guess we'll talk about that in the draft when we talk about the draft. But I think the Kings need a look. We're not going to get him, but like a Jaron Jackson type, like mm. a guy who can who can play small ball five or play the four next to Sabonis, but can also shoot and protect the rim. It's a lot to ask, <laughs> but like that's what the Kings need. They need a guy that can block shots because Sabonis. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people criticize his, his defense. And like, but but the really the only issue he really has is that he he's not a rim protector. He's good. He's really fucking strong. He's got decent enough lateral movement. But and if you compare that with you know a, a rim protector, I think that's that would be perfect. That would solve a lot of the Kings' issues. And you know, I don't, I just don't know who that player is and how the Kings would get him. Yeah, I mean, looking around the league, I mean, most of the guys definitely we will not be able to acquire that's for sure especially for all the assets not assets but all the skill sets that you have uh, for mentioned so it's yeah unless there's some random diamond in the rough in the draft that we could take uh whichever uh, pick we get i mean that'd be pretty nice it's just we have the 24th pick yeah that's which is, that, which is fine uh, but yeah. there's one guy oh my god in the draft that i absolutely love, like taylor Hendricks. like what i just mentioned like can block shots out pretty good like lateral mover on the uh perimeter as well and can shoot threes ah but there's no way he drops 24 <laughs> there's just no, no fucking way right what's his projected top 15 maybe uh, I think in the top, yeah, around like the 10 to around 15, although I believe he should go way higher than that, but that's just me. Hmm. I mean, you never know. Maybe we'll somehow trade up, which kind of doubt, but 
uh, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless, and in Monty, we must trust. Okay, this is a this is a topic that I just do want to do want to get your uh, do want to get your thoughts on. So I, I'm reading a lot of uh, people saying that Sabonis limits the Kings' ceiling in the playoffs, and you know this series kind of kind of like supports that point. Like he really struggled against Looney, he really struggled against Draymond, and like Lord knows what would have happened against uh, against AD in the next round. Like, do you think that Sabonis actually limits this team's ceiling? And is he a guy you want to commit, like, big money to long-term? I would say I would definitely commit big money to Sabonis. Um, I think it's just because the Warriors knew how to stop Sabonis. I mean, many teams, you know, can draw up a plan to... uh, somehow stops a bonus but i feel like it's a bonus in different series can be more beneficial than what we've seen in this series so i mean for what he's done throughout all of regular season i mean we've seen how great he is and i feel like he deserves that kind of price tag of um how you know how essentially the max yeah. like he's gonna be asking for the max and it's gonna be gonna be a lot of money I know that's that's what I'm afraid of, sadly. But I mean, for a guy like him, I mean, he definitely deserves it. I'm just hoping we have enough for other assets to, you know, be in that supporting cast for this team. Look, I, look, you know, these guys might be right. His ceiling might be just be around like first or second round. But I think he can improve upon that. And honestly, like he started to kind of figure some stuff out, like hitting that mid-range jumper. He may never be able to shoot threes consistently. But like if he can just add like a mid-range jumper and just find a way to attack better in space, I think he can figure something out. Like, again, as you mentioned, like Looney and Draymond may be the exception. I look, this could be crazy for me. I think he would have had more success against AT next round. Because, like, I think AD's a bit lighter than those guys. I, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass on this one. But I think Savonis is worth it just because he had the, the transformation start started with him. Like, his ability to kind of connect, to be that kind of, to be that high post facilitator, like, that opens up so many things for the Kings and is kind of the lifeblood of the Kings' offense. And I think the Kings need to also just kind of figure out how to better play around him as well. Like I think, I think there are things that can be improved, and I think he is worth investing the big max contract into. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, another uh, let's see, another kind of just question going forward. Uh, do you think the Kings would will regret the Halliburton trade? I guess that that's something else I saw on. Oh online. really? Hmm. <sighs> I don't. I wouldn't want to say so just because, I mean, after this season, just kind of over exceeded everyone's expectation on what the Kings would be like. From I mean, especially from the start of the season until now. I mean, I'd say it's just worth the experience of, you know, <laughs> seeing how far this team went, which, like I said, exceed our expectations. And I mean, as much as I love Halburn, I mean, it, it has to be that kind of win-win 
type of uh, trade that we had to do just to get this far. And for the Pacers, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go uh, pretty far away, uh, depending on what they do next in terms of their moves. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be. I mean, like it might look ugly. Like if this is legitimately Sabonis' ceiling, like that might it might look ugly in a few years. Mm-hmm. But like I, it was it it, it it so far it's been a win win trade. Again, down the line, I don't know. But like it it was it was a trade that needed to be made, and they needed to kind of essentially save the franchise. Because let's not forget how bad things were when they made that trade. And how it breathed life back into the fan base. Like, guy, like fans stopped showing up at the arenas. Like, it was legitimately like a quarter empty, like a third empty, a ha- like half empty for a mm, lot of games. Like, yeah, it was bad, you know? Yeah, uh, it was crazy. I mean, we, we've been to those games too. And sometimes there's just no one around us for some reason. Yeah. So, We'll we'll see we'll see about that. Like happy happy for Halliburton. I'm uh, I'm kind of disappointed he didn't tweet about the series at all. Like just at least, at least kind of like you know, at, at least like you know praise the praise I guess the the Kings a little bit. But there seems to be still some bad blood that has not resolved itself. Oh yeah, I mean I, I mean, yeah, I mean it is what it is. Okay. Uh let's see. And like we already talked about the free agents. Um okay, uh, let, let, let's do this. Your thoughts on Fox the series. Like I, I gave my thoughts. What are your thoughts? I don't think I ever asked what your thoughts were. I mean, he, he started out really well, that's for sure. Um like you said, I, I don't want to blame the finger a lot, but I mean it just felt like <sighs> I would want to say the Warriors had a plan for him, but when Darren Fox got it going, I mean, he got it going. It just so happened that it kind of fell flat towards the end. So, I mean, overall, I mean, I think he did his best in terms of his ability. Yeah, I I think like, you know, the severity, we'll never, we, we won't know for a while what the severity of that finger was. And like you know, let's not forget, like Sabonis played on that, you know, that injured thumb the entire series. Like Lord knows how that um, affected him throughout the season. Maybe there's another level he can go to after that. But you know, you can just tell, like, with just how he was turning the ball over, and you know, some of his shots just looked off. You know, and it's really unfortunate, like it, that did happen. But it is an injury that will be lost to time. Unfortunately, it is what it is. And hopefully he just comes back next year stronger, and hopefully there are no just freak injuries like that again. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Okay, uh, so Kevin Herter had a really, really bad series. Do you do you think he's going to... Do you think he's going to be the start, starting shooting guard in, say, two years for the Kings? Ooh, are you saying that we might switch him out for Malik? No, 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 no. It's gonna be another. No, I, I don't want to do that. I'd rather <laughs> just start a herder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd rather just start herder. Like, it, are are we gonna trade him? Is he this position that we upgrade in? Oh, it's it's gotta be a pretty good upgrade, in my opinion. I mean, 
Kevin Herter is the type of shooting guard that I want in this type of team, in my opinion. Like, I mean, from coming from Buddy Hewitt, my like, dear God, this Kevin Herter is the biggest upgrade that we've had in terms of that spot in quite a while. Um, I mean, I thought we thought Dante probably could have been the guy, but I mean, cutting off him to Kevin Herter, I mean, it's I feel like it's kind of night and day, and. I I'm just, to... I, I just, uh, sorry to cut, cut you off. Uh, once you're done with anything, check your Discord. I just sent you something. Would you, would that be considered an upgrade? Is my question. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> for those, uh, for for well, no, no one can actually see what I just sent him. Uh, someone sent, uh, someone put. It was Fast Break Breakfast posted a a tweet saying that the off season Kings defender that the Kings need. There's a picture. Of Dylan Brooks. He's actually he's actually interesting. Okay, I'll look. The Kings do need a defender. I don't I don't think it's him. It's an, it would be interesting. Like depends on the price. Like if it's around ten to tw- like if you talk about ten to twelve million, I'm actually okay with that. As he's- a guy off the bench, I don't want him to play big minutes. But like if you just need a guy to just muck shit up. And honestly, rile up the other team like he could be. He's gonna be the defensive version of Buddy Heald, where he's gonna chuck up shots that we don't want him to. And Lord knows, maybe Mike Brown will talk some sense if we ever, you know, get Dylan Brooks in this team to not shoot those kind of shots. But man, I I don't know about him to be honest. There's no way. Okay, would he be considered an upgrade? in terms of defense it'd be nice that's for sure but for the price we're paying i'd say i think we're fine off just playing off herder yeah i don't think it's an upgrade this would be basically switching out um some bonus for rudy gobert rudy gobert is a is a much better defender but like Sabonis is the much better offensive player and unfortunately offense is just worth more than defense that's just how things work yeah so i think i'd be interested in what they do with kevin herter kevin herter is an incredible is has been was incredible in the regular season but this was a real stinker from him and i i like to believe that this is an anomaly and it's it's a it's also a team that really did scheme for him like that's a real thing but like you know, if they do need to do the Kings do need to upgrade. It's either the Barnes position or the Herder position, and we'll see like what that like what that looks like. Mm. But I think Herder is definitely a starting caliber um, guard, a shooting guard for this team. Yeah. I think I think he'll be I think he'll be on this team um, going forward. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll just have to see about what Harrison Barnes does in the offseason. Okay. Well, that's all actually all the future stuff that I can um, come up with, like off the top of my head. Maybe we can talk a little bit more later on, but it's been an incredible season. I, we, I have no regrets. It's too bad. We lost game seven, but I, I, I legitimately, I, you know, I got up, I walked around, you know, and just honestly, I don't feel the disappointment of, and of the, of really any substantial amount because you know again like it's just it, they gave a great fight and you know 
it's great to have NBA basketball when it's actually sunny outside and not raining or freezing cold outside. Yeah, so it's quite an early game for some reason. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm really sleepy right now. I got up early. I went to the gym, played play basketball with some buddies, and uh, I have not I have not taken my nap. So it, it's been grueling. It's been a grueling day so far. But I do this for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially. I mean, I'm feeling allergies for some reason, and allergies are bad. Med. Yeah, yeah. I need to take that medicine. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, so we will be doing um some draft stuff. I already have some notes about some draft guys that are interesting around that uh around that range, the 24 range. Um, I don't know how many guys we're actually gonna do because we, we we've never been this far down the list <laughs> for a draft order before. <laughs> so it's it, it's a new experience. Uh I want to see. There's just like so many possibilities, and honestly, I don't even know if it even matters if you hit on that pick. You, you're gonna need to if you want it like long term sustainability, but like that, it's gonna be a bit of a crapshoot who, who we're gonna pick. I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we will probably just review the guys that we probably think should go on the team, but. Then again, I I feel like we've been mostly picking the best available. I don't know. And hopefully, like, you know, you keep that, you just keep that mentality. Just pick the best guy available. There have been, like, a lot of mock drafts that have us uh, taking a guard of some sort. I'm sorry. Uh... I'm going to be really, I'm going to be really sad if we take another guard. It was, like, 6'4". Like, um, Kobe Bufkin was a guy that, that came up that was I thought was interesting. I can't get over that he's six four. So, gosh, I mean, yeah, we have just an influx of guards. Um, yeah, I I cannot see us getting another guard. We we just need another forward of some sorts, in my opinion. Um, coming off the bench, maybe for now. Um, until we find out what Harrison Barnes will be doing, so. Yeah, that's that's my two cents. Yep. So we'll be talking more about that um, in the com- in the coming weeks. Um, you know, it, it it was it was a very good season. No regrets. I I, I feel great. Um, and you should too. Not not trying to tell you what to do, but like don't 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 jump off a cliff because of this. <laughs> the, the king the king's future is bright. And when have we ever said that? Like imagine imagine this. You can make an argument like the the Kings might have a brighter future than the Grizzlies right now. Granted, yeah. the, the Grizzlies are in an ugly place right now. They're that's as bad as it's going to get for them. But like you know, just think about that. Like if you said that last year, you're you're fuck you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but like nowadays, granted, it probably isn't true. But like you can make an argument. Like you know, Fox Fox is like really good. Is not as good as Jaw, but he's not that far off. And he's got, you know, none of the problems <laughs> that Jaw has. You know, the, Dylan Brooks is a free agent. Um, and, you know, you have, like, guys that look like, tick, you know, injury tick time bombs with Jaron Jackson and uh, Jaw. So, who knows, you know? 
Yeah, I guess we shall see. But I mean, speaking of the Grizzlies, did we we didn't talk about it last episode. What did you think of them getting beat by the beat by the Lakers? I mean, I thought they would put up a little more fight, but I forgot the score now. They they lost by 40. Yeah, okay. That's why I thought <laughs> yeah, the score was. Yeah, it, it's just kind of surprising because looking at the bot score, I mean, Jaw didn't play well. That's that's for sure. Um, Desmond Bain, I mean, he did okay. Other than that, I mean, the rest of the team. How did Dylan Brooks do? Oh, I, I, <laughs> there's a reason why I didn't mention Dylan Brooks. Surprisingly, two for five from free, which I mean, that's a, that's a shocker. That's five. Opinion. That's five too many attempts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hitting two, that's that's already still a shocker. But other than that, I mean, the rest of the team just sadly didn't step up. Um, I mean, they were missing Stephen Adams, I guess, and who and else? Brandon Clark. Let's not forget how important Brandon Clark is that team. Yeah, like, just missing those two guys against the size that the uh, that the um, Lakers have, and let and they don't have a lot of shooting. Like it, it really doomed them. Like Lord knows what happens. Like if they were healthy, but like again, they have they have problems. Like, especially like in, in the locker room, like you have like, you know, a lot of journalists talking about how it's an immature ass team. And you even had like Taylor Jenkins, like talk about how this is an immature ass team. Mm-hmm. Like those issues are weird and like could be tricky to figure out if Jaws not willing to listen. This could be just this could be like a just, you know, a, a you know, a shaky, a shaky house built on some really bad foundation, you know. But who knows? Like, I think Jaws got enough talent to overcome that shit. But ultimately, like, he need they need to mature up, and let's see if they do do that. Mm. Well, I, I'm pretty sure they will. To be honest, it's hopefully they'll come out clean slate for next season. Um. um uh, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but like, you know, you can talk about your point. But what do you think is going to happen with the Warriors versus the Lakers? I was actually going to ask you that. Like, I, were, I was going to ask, like, going off of uh, who's already in the conference semifinals right now. But yeah, let's start with the Warriors and Lakers. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like <sighs> Warriors in six. That's actually, that was what I was going to pick. What, why are you picking? Why are you picking the Warriors? I feel like the Warriors can take a game at Lakers home. Um, Warriors will take, you know, their two home games. That's for sure. And let's see. So we'll come back to actually we'll be coming back to the Lakers home in game six, huh? Yes. So I don't think that really matters. No. Yeah, I'd say Lakers. I mean, sorry, Warriors in six, just because I mean <sighs> I don't know. I just some of the players in the Lakers, I I don't trust <laughs> to, you know, face against. Uh, oh, you're sure D'Lo isn't going to shoot seventy percent for the series? Or yeah, any game. That's that's not going to happen every single game. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, basically, one side has D'Lo and the other side doesn't. And I'll, I'll let you figure out which side benefits from not having D'Lo. <laughs> um, but I I think they so. Draymond has always been he's been the best AD defender I've ever seen it's one of those things that makes him one of the best defenders of this generation AD AD is gonna blow up some shit with the with the Warriors offense 
but I think like they have the perimeter defenders to deal with D'Lo and uh, D'Lo Schroeder and uh, what's his face uh, Austin Reeves. I think they have defenders to take care to like limit those guys. And Andrew Wiggins can handle LeBron, especially this version of LeBron. And I think yeah, the war. I don't see the 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 Lakers are going to try to beat them up with their size, but. Ultimately, I just don't think they have, like, the offense to really handle the Warriors. And the Warriors have the defense to handle them. The question is, can can the can the, can the the Lakers' defense hold the Warriors? I think I just answered my question there, but I, I got confused. Uh, yeah, all I'm going to say is no. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers can hold the Warriors, especially how Steph is just doing this crazy amount of stuff each and every game for our series i mean there's no doubt he's gonna do it again well here's what i would say here's what i would say did they did they have to use did they have to use up all their shots to beat the kings and that's again the just the credit to the kings for forcing the warriors to play at their best Hmm. (sighs) yeah i don't know i mean we'll see how um the matchups will fair off i guess but i mean i'm definitely choosing the warriors over the lakers to be honest um we're not gonna get into detail about this one because honestly i I don't i'm not gonna bother (laughs) i'm just gonna watch some of the games uh knicks versus heat uh heat beat them uh in in madison square garden for game one uh who do you have for the series i definitely want the heat just because of you know they they got the dog in them that's for sure and i mean the knicks it, it, to be honest it's just Jalen brunson and a bunch of guys i hope that can support him because they're god i mean to be fair on the other side is jimmy butler and a bunch of guys that, that is also <laughs> and true. jimmy just sprained his ankle really badly so we'll see his status but so yeah i noticed that julius randall wasn't in also so he yeah he has an ankle too unfortunate although I, I hate to say this i don't know if he helps or hurts the knicks more so <laughs> yeah. you know like it, it, it is what it is um it's gonna be a tough series like you know th- those two are very physical teams very tough teams it's gonna be a bloodbath and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch although i just don't have that many thoughts on it no yeah I, all i want is the heat to win not too big on the knicks to be honest other than Jalen brunson I kind of just want to see the Knicks get to the conference finals oh, and just see the, the the manic reaction from the fan base. Yeah. Imagine. No, King, Knicks fans, like, I say the Kings fans are probably the only franchise that would have survived a 16-year playoff drought and two relocation attempts. Like, that kind of just shows, like, how crazy Kings fans are and how passionate these fans are. I think the Knicks are arguably better. Like, maybe it's just me, like, watching some videos of, like, just, you know, them celebrating in the streets the way they do whenever the Knicks win. But it's a it's a crazy-ass fan base, and I love it. I love Knicks fans, man. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a great series if they do go to the conference finals to go against either the Sixers or Celtics. I mean, it'd be one crazy series, whichever team, if they do play. Uh, Celtics versus 76ers. Uh, Embiid is out for, or he's doubtful for game one. Hmm. I mean, 
I'm going with Celtics just because I feel like they have the better overall team, but the Sixers definitely do have. I mean, if hopefully Joel is back healthy, I think uh, I feel like it's tough, but definitely I'm picking the Celtics for now. Yeah, I'm picking Celtics. Uh, <laughs> Embiid probably is going to be 100%, so that puts a damper onto it. And tell me if this changes your opinion. So uh, I, I forgot, I forgot, like, I think this was just a few days ago. Apparently James Harden was in uh, was in Las Vegas. Oh, boy. Does okay. that change your opinion at all? <laughs> what is he doing in Las Vegas? When what, has... what, what, what do you do in Las Vegas? Oh, what do you think? Can he focus on the game for once, maybe? Uh, yeah, no, it's still Celtics. Oh, oh yeah, no, it was gonna change your opinion to the Philly, into Philly winning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. knowing that knowing that James Harden is partying out in Vegas right now. Um, but no, it's Celtics. Like I, I never really trusted the Sixers. Like it's unfortunate that NB got injured again. Like it's. You you can always just count on death taxes and Joel and be getting injured before the playoffs. It's just I'm sorry to say it. That just keeps happening. And then, you know, James Harden not performing well in the playoffs as well. Um, he was nine for thirty-four from two point range in the first round. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I doubted, <laughs> but uh yeah, never mind. Uh so Nuggets versus Suns. I know the Nuggets are up one, but I I can't want to see if the Suns can win this. I don't think now game one, Nuggets actually missed a lot of shots. Like apparently Joker missed a lot of layups. I'm not sure. It's not as bad as it looks, I'll just say, because Jamal Murray went fucking bonkers. Like 35 point, like 30, I think 34 or 35 points. Some of the craziest shot making I've seen. And he can do that. But I don't know if you can rely on that happening every game. I think it's a much closer series than it seems right now. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, who are you taking for that series then? You know, I, I want I want Suns versus Warriors, so I'm just going to say Suns and Seven. Hmm. Yeah, I could see Suns and Seven. Are you going to pick Suns and Seven or are you going to pick Nuggets? I'm probably going to pick Suns and Six. Suns I feel and like, Six, wow. I feel like the Suns can get it done. I, I watched DeAndre Aiden a lot. I'm sorry. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that guy. It's Why? just, it's just, oh, he's so soft. Like, oh. so soft. He always, like, shoots these stupid-ass floaters and, like, jump shots. And, and doesn't really protect the rim. And then, like, you just see his lack of hustle sometimes. It's, it's like, ugh, what are you doing? Why are you out there? Like, I, like I, I don't want to make this full comparison. He's not that far off from like Ben Simmons in terms of just like the the dog in him. He has no dog in him. Hmm. Uh, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I haven't seen a DeAndre Ayton game in a quite a while, to be honest. Yeah, I just I can't stand it. Like the fact that the 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 Suns have four have maybe four guys if you include Aiden. And again, I just lambasted Aiden for just 
they have basically three guys and you're going to have to rely on the other, like however many guys that are, that can play for you. And unfortunately they, any of those other guys like Josh Okoge and Tory Craig are good on defense. They're not good on offense. And the rest of the guys get eaten alive by like the Nuggets offense. So we'll see. Uh, I, I just I just want Suns versus so Suns versus Warriors. That that's just that's just my guilt, like one of those things that I just I, I just desire, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Who you get from uh who you got for Suns versus Warriors if that's the case if that Warriors Warriors and five. Warriors and five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like it, again, it's Dre like Warriors are gonna make those other guys do it, and like Draymond is gonna talk so much shit to KD, and most importantly, Aiden. And Aiden is gonna cradle up and cry in the corner because he ain't he don't got that dog in him, man. I'm telling you. Oh man, what you call it? Oh man, the Suns. I mean, how much left is it in them before? Ooh. So I think I think they only got like mate, probably just this year. I don't know if they got it next year because Chris Paul is getting worse and worse. So, I know, yeah. You know, and, so. and how long does KD have until he? I think KD KD got a long way to go. Oh yeah, I think KD has has a few more years to go. I just don't think CP has anything left after mean, the season. Do you expect KD to stay during those? Of course, know. he's he's on a four year contract. It was a miracle that he actually got traded. All right, let's end it on this. Um, you know, shout out to just the Sacramento fans. Like, you know, the Kings, you know, they were down, I think, like 20, around however, like maybe five minutes to go. They, conti- they continue to chant Sacramento. And then, you know, when the, when the starters check, checked out, you know, they were clapping for them. And it's good to see them, like, show appreciation. For you know, just how how amazing the season has. It's not just me. It's not just you, but like the entire like Sac- Sacramento, like everyone that was in Game Seven, just clapping, kind of just you know, show again showing appreciation for what a magical season this has been. It was really good to see. Oh yeah, I mean, after a whole sixteen years, just them bringing us this sweet playoff series. I mean. You got to give them props to the players to, yeah, bring us this far and to bring this franchise from just down to the, <laughs> down in the dirt to something that we have never. To know, the num to the third seed. Yeah. To the, se- to the seed that is the third spot. I don't know. Unheard of, which we may not get to that seed again, but at least we know that this team has the heart <sighs> to go that far. I think the Kings can get better from this. Again, we'll have to see how the offseason plays out. But oh yeah, just shout out to the fans. They were also like apparently waiting by the players' garage, kind of just you know cheering like while they left. Again, the the un the unconditional love that the fans have shown to this team, despite for many years not giving them jack shit to cheer for, they deserve this one. And, you know, shout out to them. And it's good that the Kings finally reciprocated some of that love. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. No regrets. Just all, despite the loss, good vibes. Well, I mean, hopefully we could, uh, you know, bring you guys more content and 
you know, I guess that's pretty much it, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, there will be content going, um, continuing. Sackings Therapy will not stop. We will continue to churn out more content. And yeah, that Naruto episode will be coming at some point uh, when yeah. Fong finally watches the fucking episodes. <laughs> but, I, 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 rewatch, you mean? Because rewatch. Yeah. So that so the first one's on me. The second one's on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you now. Yeah, but I think for now we'll talk about probably the draft, best wins and probably worst losses. I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll do a season recap. Don't you don't you worry. Mm-hmm. I mean, Naruto's probably gonna come in the summer too. <laughs> Who are <we> kidding? <laughs> it, it will come. Like, there's there's just more downtime that we can actually like actually prepare for the episode. So it will come. Mm-hmm. Oh for, yeah, for like the three people that actually listen to that episode. So you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we will be coming out with draft content. Uh, we will be coming out with again, as you mentioned, like best wins, worst losses. Uh, just moments of the season. Uh, there's, I mean, there, it's going to be hard to pick the wins. <laughs> there's a lot of them. So, yeah, it's it's it, there will be more content. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, we're going to sign off on this season and on to the next one. Yep, and we'll see you guys later. <laughs>